Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 22 of There Is No Spoon podcast. So if it's spoons you're after, move on, because there's nothing to see here. And although this podcast would fall into the self-help category, if it's answers you seek, or maybe specific techniques to cure what ails you, probably best to move along as well. My name is Steven, and I've got little to offer you, except maybe some companionship as we ponder my favorite topics. What is the origin of our human experience? Who, what are we? And lastly, a double whammy. Is cereal soup? And is a hot dog a sandwich? If these types of questions blow your skirt up and you enjoy this podcast, you can find out more about all of my coaching services over at renegadelifecoach.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's get the spiritual joke out of the way, shall we? I like Jesus, but he loves me, so it's awkward. Today's episode is titled Dirty Goals, and as usual, will likely be less fun than it sounds. I have a love-hate relationship with traditional goals, but that's not entirely true. I don't love them at all. And in honor of Dr. Seuss, there's no time to hate either. Let's just say that it pains me to see the way most people, including yours truly for most of my life, engage with goals and the misunderstandings that promote our own dis-ease. It seems to me that when a system of thought and behavior has a miserable success rate, like in the low single-digit range, it's likely not the fault of the participants, but rather a flaw in the setup itself. I'm going to suggest that there is a serious design issue with the structural dynamics of goals. I just like the way that sounds. I'm going to guess that you know what I mean, but I'll tell you also. We've all experienced this frustration with goals of which I speak. Yes, once, twice, maybe hundreds of times. I'm going to assume that most everyone listening, and likely everyone you know, has set goals in the past, and many of you are probably working towards some goals right now. The question is, how are you feeling within that process? Now, if you're right as rain, good on you. But if you're not, and maybe you even believe that struggle is an inevitable part of the process, that's something we can explore a bit. What I often hear is that people think they need to set goals. Maybe they even need to follow a specific protocol. For example, what's one of the first things you're supposed to do? You got to write them down because studies show that's tremendously more effective. But is that really so? One of the most famous goal-setting studies cited is from the Yale University class of 1953. There was a 20-year tracking of these graduates and their successes and the correlation between written goals and said success. Measured, I mean, how else, but in earnings, which can be a separate topic for another podcast episode. What did they find? Now, some of you may already know because this is a rather famous study. The 3% of graduates who had clear written goals had out-earned the other 97% of the class combined. Wow, that would indeed be an impressive stat, if it were actually true. 
As it turns out, Yale has repeatedly denied the existence of any such study, as have all other Ivy League universities. I've heard Tony Robbins repeat this fake study many times. Apparently, he has stated he first heard it from Zig Ziglar. And then Zig couldn't remember where he had first heard it, but simply stated he reads a lot. Now, that is not to say you shouldn't create goals or that you shouldn't write them down. But how about we see what our real options might be, try out some strategies for ourselves, and see if we get a clear net benefit? And then if so, wash, rinse, and repeat. Now, just to be clear, it's not that I never work directly with clients on their goals or their desires. I mean, we can look into all the perceived obstacles and then utilize their innate wisdom in how to proceed. That's all good and well and, truthfully, quite easy. It's just that, first and foremost, it seems to make sense to identify if they're in an abusive relationship with their goals. And by that, I simply mean if they're using the creative process of thought in unproductive ways. If they've gotten themselves all worked up in the most common misunderstanding in the world. Yep, the one that somehow I always seem to be talking about here on the podcast. That their internal peace, their joy, happiness, satisfaction, and all the other beautiful states have a damn thing to do with the external world of form, with their specific environment in the moment. I'm going to be diving into some quotes and paraphrase sections from an exceptional book titled Clarity by a coach that I consider one of my major mentors, Jamie Smart. The book covers a wide range of topics from the inside-out paradigm, but I wanted especially to highlight how he breaks down this incredibly popular and utterly disempowering misunderstanding about getting what we think we want, our goals, in order to feel what we would like to feel. This is, in other words, a perfect example of the outside-in illusion. Jamie puts it this way. We've been conditioned to believe that there's somewhere to get to and that there is better than here. Here's the basic setup. Now, stick with me because this is equally attractive as it is fucked up. I'll be blank, internal feeling, when I blank, do, be, experience, or acquire. Now, this would likely be easier to digest if you could view it in written form, but I've got plenty of examples which should help clarify. I'll be happy, secure, fulfilled, successful when I get the right stuff, the car, the house, the bank account, get the right job, get the right partner, friends, family, when I start a business, write a book, get that degree, when I can live a cool lifestyle from my laptop on a yacht, when I improve myself, lose the weight, stop smoking, change my mindset, meditate, get all spiritual, or even I'll be fulfilled when I can let go, love, and accept myself. Now, did you notice that we went from the materialistic stuff all the way to the more enlightened outcomes of letting go, accepting, and loving oneself? It truly matters not a rat's ass how you fill in the blank, 
with a McMansion or world peace. The mistake is in the structure of the belief itself. And that is, I'll be feeling when I have or do circumstance. The truth is that circumstances cannot create feelings. Nothing external can cause something internal. Now, most of you listening already know this, right? Happiness is an inside job. I've known that for over 30 years. You know it too. Or do we? Do we know it intellectually? Sure, I bet we do. But do we have an embodied understanding of this truth? I sure as shit forget it, like on a daily basis. Things like, I'll be more confident when I have a certain certification. Or, I'll be happy when I can eliminate my negative thoughts. Or, I'll feel worthy when I've helped enough people make up some random number. Now, I get why this particular trap is so attractive. It seems like it offers a straightforward solution. Get or change something externally, and then change how you feel internally. And it's such a badass trap precisely because it is so attractive. The bait is almost irresistible. Now, no doubt, there are likely examples you may be thinking of right now. Examples of how your internal feelings are indeed causally linked to an external circumstance. And so I'm going to quote Jamie directly from his book Clarity on this illusion. One might put forth something like this. I do feel security because I have a good job and money in the bank. Or I feel loved because of my awesome partner. I feel relaxed on vacation. Or in the negative, I feel stressed because of my sales quota at work. Or I feel agitated because of my neighbor's behavior. So Jamie responds that he's not suggesting that you don't like the things and people that you like and dislike the people and situations that you don't. No, that would be silly. I'm not telling you to not enjoy the things you enjoy or want the things you want. What I am suggesting is that as much as it may seem to be the case, the feelings themselves aren't the result of the circumstances you find yourself in. They're coming from somewhere else altogether. And the beauty of understanding this perspective is authentic freedom. And so that, my friends, is the glitch in the structural dynamics of our goal setting that leads to so much ongoing frustration and my distinction between clean goals and dirty goals. Dirty goals are structured in the format we've been talking about. We are looking to feel better by way of an external achievement, doing or acquiring something. I hope I've presented enough material for us to at least ponder why this setup is doomed for anything other than a short-lived emotional reprieve. Now, clean goals, on the other hand, aren't bogged down with the baggage and responsibility of generating our happiness and well-being. Setting clean goals is also a hell of a lot easier and more fun. You see, you're already in a space where you know that you are whole, more than enough, better than okay, right as you are in this moment. And then, from there, we can ask ourselves, what cool shit do I want to create, to do, or to have? Can you feel that difference? 
And here are some common things that I've noticed when clients shift from dirty to clean goal structures. The first one is that goals often change. Now, this can be quite surprising for people who've always had a particular goal, sometimes for decades, to suddenly realize it's not really what they wanted. They wanted the feelings they thought it would bring. Now that they have those feelings without having achieved that goal yet, they are drawn to go in a different direction. So the question there is, if you already had every positive feeling you desire, what would you then want to do? to create, to have. And the second is that success rates skyrocket. When we are clean with our goals, we don't have the stories about what it would mean about us if we were to succeed or to fail said goal. This is usually experienced as freedom and a lightness as opposed to the pressure and weight of needing the external success in order to feel okay. And in my experience, Everyone optimizes their potential to a greater degree when they feel free. And the most beautiful part is that even if you don't get what it is you're going after, you're still okay. Perhaps I should clarify one additional aspect of my take on goal setting, success, or more specifically, failure. When I say that with clean goals, it doesn't matter in the grand sense of things if you fail to reach your goal because you're already whole, some people get their panties all up in a bunch over the word failure, as in, there is no such thing as failure. Well, sure, if we want to reframe failure into a meme such as, there is no such thing as failure, only lessons learned, fine. I love words and language, and I often use and abuse them for fun myself. However, in relative reality, If my goal is to do a 20-mile trail run on Sunday, and I only get 12 before I have to stop because I sprained my ankle on a route, then call it whatever you want, but I failed to run 20 miles. Now, the beauty of this goal being clean is that although I really wanted to run 20 miles, I planned on it, I don't have any attached story about what it says about me that I bailed at 12. And sure, I can be disappointed about this failure, but A bit of disappointment is just that, a bit of disappointment. There's a relatively famous quote question, been around for a long time. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Now, this is hypothetical and purely fictional, and it's fine, but a more interesting question from my perspective would be this. What would you do if you knew that it was perfectly okay to fail? I'll wrap this up with some wise words from the book Supercoach by another one of my mentors, Michael Neal. There's nowhere for you to get to. You're already here. Of course, just because there's nowhere to get to doesn't mean you'll no longer travel, just that you'll no longer do so in order to get somewhere that's better than where you are sitting right now. It doesn't mean you can't upgrade anything you want, like your car, house, or job. It'll just mean that you'll be able to do it cleanly without anything riding on it about you. You'll just want to do it. When creating is about what you want to create and not about you, the whole game gets a lot easier and a hell of a lot more fun. Until next time, get your goals out of the gutter. Clean them up. Spit shine them even. So they reflect back your innate okayness.
and then create and do whatever the hell you most desire. All the while, keeping in mind, there is no spoon. It's not spoons that bend. It's you. Be swell and stay bending, my friends. 